Well, this morning I'm going to continue uh, kind of in the series that's not a series. I guess if I was to title this series, uh, it would be called The Gift. Last week we talked about preparing for the gift. And uh, this week I want to share a message with you called Receiving the Gift. And I, I feel like this is so appropriate on, on Christmas morning. Does anybody have those great Christmas stories of when you were a child and you just got a great gift? You know, um, I, I, you know, as a child, I had, um, I, 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 I had this one Christmas. I call it the yellow mini bike Christmas. It's a yellow mini bike. Anybody, you know, anybody who's old enough. I mean, we, we didn't have four wheelers. We had these little engines put on these frames. They were not safe. We wouldn't let our children ride them today. But I'll never forget the yellow men about Christmas because um, like any good uh, child, um, I went to bed at 1230, woke up at 230. And there it was, 230 in the morning. And I had to muster all the self-control I had at 2.30 in the morning to not crank the yellow minibike in the house. That, there was, I, I did not, I didn't, I don't even think I opened the other presents that, that week. It was such a, a special gift. You know, the front door flew open, everybody's tearing open gifts. I'm cranking a minibike and riding it out of the house, okay? And so maybe, maybe you guys have... Uh, you know, that, that moment that you remember where you really received a special gift. Um, and I, I, um, I really hope that, that today will be a connection point for many of you of the day where you receive the most special gift of all. And that is the gift of Christ. Now, um, uh, something that I, I just love to do. I'm a, I'm a bit of a storyteller. And so I'm going to ask that you do something. I, we, we don't have a lot of extra seats. But today I'm going to read you the Christmas story. And uh, this is the time where you could just imagine the Yule log on the screen. Okay, you could go home and turn it on YouTube for hours and hours if you want. Uh, uh, but I want you to just go back with me. To that first Christmas. And we're going to read this account from Luke chapter 2. And maybe you should lean into family and put an arm around a child. Because if there are some traditions at Christmas, I think, that, that you, should, uh, you should begin. I think this would be a good one. To actually tell this story. So Christmas doesn't become, uh, uh, you know, Xbox and new clothes and... That we really remember what Christmas is all about. So I want to read this together and then we're, we're going to just draw some things out of this story that I believe God wants to speak to us today. If you want to follow along, it's in Luke chapter 2. We'll have the, the, the verses on the screen for you. It says this in Luke chapter 2 verse 1. It says, And it came to pass in those days a, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took place while, while Quirinius was governing, governing in Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was a, of the house and lineage 
of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Amen. What a beautiful account of that night. Um, for the first 16 years that I was here at Calvary, I got to spend it uh, in youth ministry. And uh, it's a really special week here uh, in Citrus uh, County as we prepare for the Christmas break. Because uh, our on-campus clubs, we get to share the gospel uh, at our on-campus clubs, and literally about a, a, a thousand students across seven campuses will hear a clear message of the gospel. And years ago, I, I, I spoke out of this uh, called Christmas in HD, and I wondered if we couldn't just draw out some of the detail of the of the story where we would we would actually see these angels coming and how the sheep might might have been responding and how when the glory of the lord this light shows up at night and the the sheep must have been scattering and and running about and the 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 shepherds were were certainly fearful and i believe that there's a lot that we could see there but but today i want to just kind of focus in on on what the shepherds were saying on this first day and I think we can actually learn something from the shepherds because the shepherds actually teach us how to receive a gift. And young people, you should figure this out or, or go watch a YouTube video about how not to receive a gift. Tomorrow's a big day. 
Oh, I saw the worst one recently. I saw that a parent played a joke on a son and gave him a pair of reindeer antlers instead of the gift that he was expecting. And he, he grabbed, a Chris, grabbed the Christmas tree, took it outside, and set it on fire. I thought, what a wonderful Christmas. What a wonderful Christmas. I thought, well, maybe they just did it for YouTube. I hope and pray for that family. That was just a made-for-YouTube video. I really hope it was. But, uh, uh, you know, you know how you receive a gift is important. How you receive it is important, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, dads, we, we've kind of got a fake being excited about the socks. Thanks. You know, you got to know how to receive a gift. I just want to say something to you today that, you know, you don't have to pretend when it comes to receiving the gift of Christ. There's something to be genuinely excited about. And I believe that we can learn a lesson from these shepherds today. Well, in order to receive this gift that we're talking about that came that original Christmas, here's here's what you have to do. You have to make a move. You have to make a move. Uh, after this, this supernatural moment with angels and declarations and the glory of God, they say this, let us go to Bethlehem. I, I love the, 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 the story of Bethlehem. Bethlehem, actually, the name of the place means house of bread. It means house of bread. And that means, uh, you know, it was kind of foretelling its own future. That Bethlehem would be the place where the bread that comes down from heaven to satisfy every desire in the human heart would come. Jesus, he said, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. And where did he come to? The house of bread. And these, these shepherds say, we, we need to make a move. We, we need to respond to this gift. We need the motivation to move. The shepherds had plenty of motivation. First, it was the angels. I mean, who wouldn't be motivated if angels showed up? You're just in the middle of a very quiet night doing your job. Some people say that these were actually Levitical shepherds, by the way. That they weren't just keeping ordinary sheep. They were actually keeping the, the sheep that would be sacrificed. They were keeping the sheep that, that needed to be perfect in order to be offered as atonement. Some would even go on to say that, that, that there was a significance even to the swaddling cloths. Because those shepherds would use swaddling cloth so there would be no injury as that lamb was coming into the world that one that needed to be perfect for sacrifice that they would care for this sheep that was giving birth and these these shepherds had plenty of motivation there were there were angels announcing things that they were like oh i'm f- very familiar with that and there, there's this whole supernatural scene going on but I want you to see the angels as not just the supernatural beings that they are, but the, what the, def, the definition of their name is, and that is simply messengers. They were messengers. And I believe that each one of us has had messengers 
in our lives sent to us regarding the gift of Christ. And some of us, we disregard the message because of the messenger. We say, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe some other time. You know, I'll, I'll just hold off and I'll, I'll wait. But people are often the carriers of the eternal truth of the good news. It's usually the people that, that walk into your lives in, 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 in moments that you're not suspecting. You're at work. You're shopping. You're going throughout your day. Maybe it's your child. And somebody tells you the message of Christ coming. And you're just like, well, maybe that's for me and maybe that's not. I believe for many of you in this room, you made the move. You heard the message and you responded. But maybe there's some people here today, you're like, yeah, I want to I judge the messengers. Don't judge the messengers. But make a move to receive the gift today. Make a move to receive the greatest gift. That one that, that God would be so excited about. That angels would be so excited about. They had to come and make proclamation. They, they said these words. Glory to God in the highest. What does that mean? Actually in the Greek it means in the highest heavens. That means the first announcements that the angels were bringing to the shepherds. Weren't even instructions about earth. They were shouting back at heaven. They were like, glory to God in the highest. It's like they're calling heaven to worship. That God coming in the form of a savior of his son was so amazing that even heaven needed to stand and worship. And then he said, and on earth. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That means that there needs to be a response from everyone. Or there should be. God is sending messengers all of the time. Matter of fact, Romans chapter 10 for verse 14 says it very clearly. It says, how then can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? But I want to say this to you. The gift of the birth of Christ was first heralded by angels. But since that first Christmas, men have been amplifying the message to all who would hear. It has now been given to us. I, I believe angels still are, are sharing the message. But the primary voice are going to be these fallen creatures who have received forgiveness. If you're here today and you've never received Christ because of the imperfect nature of the vessels who brought the message, please, whatever you do, look past the vessels and look to the message. That there is peace from God available to you. Forgiveness available to all. We've all been sent angels Showing us the way to freedom and forgiveness. I've often told my story. My angel came at age 21 in a Bob Evans. Who knew an angel could come to Bob Evans? <laughs> a messenger. Someone who, 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 who wasn't just carrying um, a, a message that would be broadly given to the many, it was someone carrying a very specific message for me. Someone who didn't even know my name, 
but actually spoke the very secrets of my heart at a table of 25 people there. And when she said, hey, what's your name? And I told her, she said, this is what the Lord says to you, body. She says, you're, you're lukewarm. I had just left a church service. I was doing really good. So I thought. The funny thing is, is as I was looking at my menu and sitting with these people from church, I was actually thinking about, yeah, when am I going to jettison this crowd and get back to the other one? I didn't know that God was sitting there so close he could hear my thoughts. And this woman says, yeah, you're lukewarm. You have one foot in the church and one foot in the world. Revelation 3 says, hey, God's about to spew you out of his mouth. And she says, choose this day whom you will serve. And the, here's what I'm going to say to you today. She wasn't just parting the water. She, she actually gave me the message. And with the message came a presence I had never known before. It, I, I could kind of identify with Luke when he describes the moment when the angels come as being accompanied with the glory of the Lord. And my thoughts are this morning that as you're hearing maybe a familiar message, I believe that this message is actually going to be accompanied with a glory, a presence of God that confirms he's drawing you and you need to make a move. And just like these shepherds, not only do we need to make a move, but we need to believe it. We need to believe it in order to receive the gift. You need to believe it. They said to each other, they said, we need to go and see this thing that has come to pass. They said, this has come to pass. They have seen nothing. They have, they have strictly heard the message and have now determined I'm making a move. And yet in their heart, in these early moments is found faith. Faith to believe that God had done something for them. And can I just say this to every person here? The gift of Christ is for you. The gift of Christ is for you. It's not, it's not just what we sometimes say as, as, a, as a convenient excuse to live whatever way we want to. Oh yeah, that's good for them. No, no, no. The gift of Christ is for you. And you need to believe that it's for you. You see, in Luke chapter 10, 2 verse 10, it says, And the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. This is good news. It's for all people. All people. Let me just... Uh, I, this is not a theological description, but simply one that we live in. It, uh, it's for all the good people and all the bad people. All the people who made all the good choices and all the people who made all the wrong choices. And believe me, at age 21, I was making all the wrong choices. 
It was all the wrong choices. And here the angel says, this is for all people. And if you came here today and you're still making a bunch of bad choices, there is still good news. I bring you good tidings that come with great joy. This gospel, this Jesus is for you. He's for you. These shepherds, they had a unique role in the Christmas story, but their value to God is no different than yours. Maybe some of us in our own hearts said, man, I wish I could have been there for this moment. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll get the, um, you know, the 4K display of this moment in, in heaven. Where say, can you take me back and rewind that moment? I want to watch that moment where, where you came and you gave an announcement with the angels. I want to see that. And the resurrection, I, w- I want to see that. And, and, and the crucifixion, I, I want to see that. I want to see the la- I'll be like, just play the whole Bible. <laughs> play it all, I want to see it. And so somehow we, we think, oh, well, the, these shepherds, they were, they were really unique. They actually, they did play a unique role in the story. But can I just say so to you? So to you. And your value to God is no different. See, a value is determined by what somebody will pay for it. And your value as a human being was determined by God when he put a price on your life. He he looked at his son and said, I will bankrupt heaven. I will bankrupt heaven and give the most extravagant gift of love I can give. My only son for you. He assigned the value to you and said, you're worth it. And what you and I need to do is believe it. Well, what should we believe? Luke 2.11 tells us this is for this is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. There's three descriptions there. It's believed Jesus is the Savior. He's the Savior. He is the one who delivers us from the penalty of sin. He's the one who could save us. You say, what's the penalty of sin? The Romans 6.23 says it this way. The wages or what we earn for doing things our way and not God's way, the payment for that is death. But the first Christmas declared the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. Our Lord. He is our Savior. He is the one who came to do what we could not do. To pay a debt we could not pay. And he said, I will pay it for you. I will pay it for you. He's a Savior. He's the deliverer from that penalty that we could not escape. He is not only Savior, but we need to believe that he is the Christ. He's the Christ, the word Christos in the Greek. It's, it simply means this, the anointed one. You might say it this way, a, a chosen one. But that word anointing meant a lot more to a Hebrew person. It really meant something. It meant, it meant God smearing an oil on a person and that fragrance staying with them the rest of their life. That they were marked by God for something. 
In Isaiah chapter 10, it actually, uh, we, we, we kind of draw it out of the King James Version. It says this, and we like to quote it a lot, especially in spirit-filled circles. And we say this, the anointing destroys the yoke. And th- that, that means that the power that rested on Christ destroys a yoke. But I want, you to, I want you to understand something that you need to understand about Jesus, okay? He's not just the Christ that comes to you. And we think of a yoke as something that would be around the, 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 the necks of oxen, okay? And that a farmer would come and take the yoke off from the outside. That's actually not what Isaiah 10 is describing. Isaiah 10 says the anointing destroys the yoke from the inside. Uh, Other description says, and every chain breaks because you get fat. That means God starts to do something so big. And so wonderful in you, the chains, the weak chains of sin and death and condemnation, that God sees those weak chains and gives us a powerful Christ who moves in. And we begin to grow up in Him, and those chains break because we outgrow them in Christ. You want a chain to break? Get a big Christ in you. He will break the chains. He was marked by God. He's Christ, the one who comes to set us free. And then in the last part of verse 11, it tells us what we should believe about Jesus. He says this, who is Christ the Lord? Now, we, we hear that a lot in church, but we don't, we don't go around using that very much anymore. I asked my wife, she won't do it. That was a joke. (laughs) She's not going to call me Lord like Sarah did for Abraham. She was like, oh, man. (laughs) Remind me next year, leave that joke out. (laughs) That one went flat. Um, (laughs) um, Lord means this. Absolute owner. He's the absolute owner. Christ, the absolute owner. You know, Jesus is the creator of all. He's the absolute owner of heaven and earth. And here's what you need to know. He loves you. He's reaching out to have a relationship with you. The absolute owner of heaven and earth. Is holding out hands of mercy today. He's saying that's that's what we need to believe. The shepherd said we've got to see this thing that has come to pass. And it has come to pass and it still stands today. That the absolute owner of all is reaching out hands of mercy to you today. Say come. Be forgiven. And be free. And know what it is. To know God as Father and to live as a son or daughter of the Most High. That's what he's doing. He's the absolute owner. And we should believe it. The last thing. In order to receive this gift. You really got to know who it's from. You need to know who it's from. There's something special 
about a gift when you know who it's from. Many times, uh, uh, as we'll experience tomorrow, there, there might be some common gifts exchanged, but when you know who it's from, it really means something. Can I just say to you, the gift that God gives in Christ is not common. And when you know who it's come from, it changes the way that you value it. The Lord Himself is the one, men, who has been drawing you and announcing to you salvation your whole life. It's God who's been drawing you. It's God who had those moments. And maybe you remember those moments. You were like, oh, I felt the Lord drawing me here. I felt the Lord speak to me there. I felt the protective hand of God there. And yet, you you may find yourself today having wandered away from the gift. There's still a good God saying, today you can come home. Today you can come home. Today in this Christmas season, I'm praying that you would be reminded that it is God who's made known salvation to you, forgiveness to you. I do want to say this. For many, the perception is is that you're being invited to a religion. And while... uh, About 150 years ago, uh, Webster would have defined religion as Christianity. We don't define it that way. We, we, we simply mean a system of rules and thoughts that govern a people's actions. Uh, um, if you were to, uh, you know, look in, most, most people would even describe it, secular people would say the worship of mythical beings because they don't believe that God is real. And I want to just say to you, today, we're not inviting you to a religion. We're not. I'm not. God is not. He's actually inviting you to a relationship where you can know Him and walk with Him. You know, whether or not you become a part of this church is between you and the Lord. I want you to become part of the family of God. I want you to become a a part of, of, of this global movement of grace and mercy and, and the declaration that Jesus is the Son of God who died and was buried and on the third day was raised from the dead. And this same God offers grace and mercy to all who would receive it from Him by faith. I'm praying for you today that the response to the gift of Jesus, I pray it's the same as the shepherds. Remember what they said at the very end, Luke chapter 2, verse 20. It says, Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. I can simply testify 
as a person who knows what it is to carry the weight of their own sin. And then to feel the cleansing flow, which many people had told me about. Many people. I had, I had sat through many sermons. I had memorized verses. But when I felt that cleansing flow of grace... I returned glorifying and praising God. I didn't have it all figured out. Matter of fact, people asked me, they said, what's happening to you? And I said, I don't know. All I know is that it's God and that He's forgiven me. And the beginning of a journey started. And I want to invite you today, if you haven't already, begin your journey with Him. I want you to receive the gift that God is answering. Make a move toward God today. Believe that Jesus is the Savior and Christ and Lord. And know that this gift has come from God. And in the same way that many people in this room, having given their lives to Christ, rejoice and glorify God, you too will rejoice and glorify God at the best decision you could ever make in receiving the gift of Jesus. I want you to bow your heads today.